daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Big women, big girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her, where we always feature fabulous founders and funders. And today we have on the founder of First Tuesday USA, which is Dr. Marcy Cole. Hi, Marcy. How are you? Hi, Catherine. I'm so good. Finally, we we are doing this. We're talking. I know. About you know. I thought it took COVID to get you on my show because you are always so busy. And I am thrilled. Of course, Zoom makes it a little bit easier for us to get together as well, as we were just saying. But, you know, uh, from the minute I met you, someone introduced us and we met up at Earth Cafe in Beverly Hills. And I was like, felt such a kismet with you. You know, we've both always uh, been about empowering women. And I want to talk about what you're doing that is such a wonderful resource for female entrepreneurs. You know, I always like the show to be about funding and mentorship and resources. And your group, First Tuesday, is such an invaluable resource to so many female founders um, and, and, you know, women of all ages and all ethnicities. It's very welcoming, very spiritual based. Um, I just love what you're doing. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. Wonderful. I'm so happy. And I, and likewise, Catherine, I mean, you know, alignment goes both ways. And when we sat down, we could not, we did not stop talking because then we realized we had so many things in common and like attracts like, and I love and appreciate and uh, really celebrate all that you're doing as well. So thank you in advance. And I'm happy to be a part of, of so many things that you're doing. And so I'm happy to be together today. Well, thank you. And I want to talk about how First Tuesday got started, what it is, how people can become a member. Um, and, you know, this, this started back in Chicago, right? Yes, it started yes. back in Chicago. You know, so many things in life happen. Um, it, it's not always with a vision and a business plan. You know, it, it, oftentimes it's just organic. And so, yes, to make a long story short, you know, I met my friend Missy Lavender getting a manicure and I said, you know, she was coming back to Chicago. She had moved for a while and she said, I'm looking to meet new people. And I turned around and I'm like, you know, nice people. And I'm like, I'm nice. Who are you? And, and well, and welcome back. And from that forged a friendship. And then she said, you know, I'm bringing a few women together for breakfast every Tuesday. And so we were getting together like seven or eight of us. And then she said, you know, I'm having a baby and, you know, uh, um, you know, if you want to continue it. And I said, you know, I'd love to continue something like this, but I'd love to do it in the evening. And then I created, you know, this was not a business. This was not a, anything. It was just to bring people together. It's just what I love to do. I'm a holistic psychotherapist. I had my private practice, which I still do. That's my primary profession. This was more of a passionate project of just bringing women together, having a potluck dinners in someone's home and talking about, you know, things that matter and, 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 and sort of being a conduit for connectivity amongst the women that were present. Well, anyway, say, the, my, my, my first introduction to First Tuesday, besides you telling me about it, was besides the uh, monthly event that you put on now online and, and I'm sure later uh, back to in person, uh, was your epic event 
uh, which I know you put on on an annual basis. And I went to this event, not really knowing what I was going to, and I was just blown away by what you put together. I mean, it was Jack Canfield and Lisa Nichols, and I know you've done some with Marianne Williamson, and you just really bring in all these powerhouse thought leaders to your events, and that's to your monthly events as well. And um, I just wanted to share that with the listeners that, you know, you are just uh, one of a kind. I mean, you, you know, I, I think, how did she bring in those people? I mean, it, I was just blown away. It was, it was such a great event. We left feeling so inspired. And, you know, how, how do you go about attracting these amazing speakers and thought leaders? Uh, I, I, that's no easy feat. So for someone like me that puts on events, I'm like, I really applaud you. You are really a great event planner. Well, thank you. You know, I, I, I love the Goethe saying, you know, at the point of commitment, the universe conspires to assist. So when you have an idea, I mean, first Tuesday moved to LA, I moved to LA in 2015. We started doing monthly events and then it became a membership thing. And we had an online community. The Epic Days that you're referring to, I produced in 2016, 17, 18. Those were literally moments in time where I said, you know, you, you drops in, you have this inspired idea. And I just put it out there. I just said, hey, will you be a part, part of this? There was a philanthropic part of it as well. So it was a way to bring people together, to educate them, to inspire them, and also to raise money for a worthy cause. And so um, you'd be surprised how many folks out there are, you know, it's a win-win-win for everyone because then they have an audience with which they can share what they're doing in the world. And so many things have happened, you know, and then, and then there's been so many sort of, um, uh, ripple effects from that, where I hear that then someone who attended an epic day ended up following up with Jack Canfield and joined his mastermind group or whatever it was. was. And so um, it's, it's, it's a beginning of a relationship for everyone, which is really beautiful. Um, so the, yes, those are the big, big events, Santa Monica, 250, 300 people, but the monthly events are now virtual with about, you know, so far we've had about 50 women on the calls and that's a blessing. I mean, there are takeaways from this time where now there's no boundary. Anyone from the world can join us. And I think more than ever uh, that women entrepreneurs need to have community around them, especially in these times where we can't get together. It's nice to jump online and get to mingle and meet with other people. You put them in small rooms and they get to meet other people. And then you have a main speaker and yes. it's always inspirational and you do some meditation, which I love. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, if somebody's looking to join a group that would, you know, help bolster their uh, business just by, you know, being with other like-minded women that are cheering them on, uh, yeah. they can go to First Tuesday... Uh, usa.com dot com first tuesday.com first, tuesday okay. it's actually first tuesday usa.com okay it was first tuesday usa.com in the new year we're launching a new site it'll be first tuesday global but for now first tuesday usa.com because anyone in the nation can now join us now and beyond and it'll forward you to first tuesday la where there's a join link and you can learn all about it yes you know, that's the, that's the upside of, uh, or the silver linings of this COVID, I think, is that, you know, so many of the things we had to go to in person, and now that we don't have that option, at least at the moment, um, the, the Zoom has been really a godsend for people to connect with people. And so I love that you're attracting people from all over the country to First Tuesday. Yes. Um, 
I want to talk a little bit about your background because people might wonder how did you, you know, as a psychotherapist end up on this uh, path. And I thought it was really interesting when I read that you actually were in television and then you made a decision to quit a very high profile job. And oddly enough, this is kind of my story yeah. as well, but you decided that you wanted to do something that really made your heart sing, mm -hmm. uh, which was to become a holistic psychotherapist yeah. and how your family thought you were crazy. You went from this six figure job to, yes. you know, 17,000 a year or whatever it was. <laughs> and I love that story because a lot of people wouldn't have the chutzpah to say, you know what, I'm going to leave this because it's not all about money at the moment. And of course, you know, then you have created a successful career, but that, you know, it's about really doing what you love and, and then making money from that. Like, yes, you know, I did the similar thing. I left a very high profile, high paying job to go do what I loved and, you know, wanted to make money going forward, always doing something that I felt was making a difference. And I feel like that's where we really connect. Um, yes. So tell me about that, that, that leap, you must've felt excited, but terrified, but I want you to tell that story because it inspires other women who may be in the same situation right now, not really loving what they do, kind of doing it for money, but would rather be doing something that feeds their soul. Yeah, it's a great question, Catherine. And you know, it's so funny. It's so timely because I literally just wrote an article and submitted it two days ago on what it means to take risks in your professional life. And, the, and, and, and so, yes, I mean, you know, again, an organic situation. I was in my 20s in, a, in an amazing career. They were grooming me for management. And then I had a roommate who said, yeah, I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm getting a two-year degree, a master's degree in clinical social work. I was like, what's that? I had no idea it even existed. And you know you have those moments in life where you hear something and it's just like, I'm doing that. Like before you even more have more of the details. And so I really encourage people, listen to the whispers of your heart. When you get that intuitive nudge, you know, to say, find out more about that. Talk to that person over, over there, sign up, just say yes. You know, usually it, it, it is a soul calling, you know? And so, yes, I did, um, go back to school part-time and then I completed my coursework and then I took that leap, you know, but I, if, you know, sure, it was hard. It was hard to say goodbye to the people. I remember the last day I, I had tears in the elevator as I was leaving the 32nd floor of this gorgeous building in Chicago overlooking Michigan Avenue and the lake. And I thought, I was so grateful and I was going to miss the people. And of course, the, you know, um, the, the expense fund, fund you know, <laughs> like I, said, I hear you. But okay. I did not look back. You know what? I never looked back. Because when you find yourself in alignment, with what you're here to do, your calling. And then you, I was, I was intellectually stimulated by it. My heart was way more fulfilled and feeling like I could contribute and connect with people in a really meaningful way. Not that I didn't before, but in a way that could really help their life, um, you know, take flight. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't think you ever look back when you make those. And as a matter of fact, so I would call our attention to the fact that maybe it's, it's not even a risk at all. It's more of a calling and you listen to it and then there are greener pastures and there are, you know, bigger blessings that happen because of that. Um, I always say the most important currency is joy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, if, you're, right. if what you're doing isn't bringing you joy, move on. But yeah. 
I agree with you 100% about listening to your insides. It never steers you wrong. Yes. That thing that when you think about doing it, just makes your heart sing and your blood rush, you know, yes. that's what you should be doing. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and um, that's right. And I, I think that when most of, and actually during this time of this pandemic and all this crazy stuff that we're going through right now, I think that a lot is being revealed for people. And a lot of things that are not in alignment are becoming even more crystal clear, whether it be career, where, the, where you're living, relationships. Um, and people are doing some deep dive reflection and it's painful. There's a part of that can be painful and uncomfortable. It's, it's hard to leap out of a situation that's familiar and comfortable and, um, you know, financially might have the golden, you know, you, you sort of is keeping you inspired by prosperity in the moment. But if we trust, if we trust that this is, I am following my inner navigation and I am going to, I'm going to stay really present with that. I'm going to have the courage to leap into the unknown and I'm going to trust that not only will all be well, but all will be better. You know, I was just reading too that uh, this morning that of the top 100 new uh, wealthy women in the country, that uh, there was a handful of them that were over 50. And so just based on what you were saying, you like don't ever let anything hold you back including age you're you're oh. never too old to live the dream never of course never. i would be saying that <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah but you know one of the one of the series of um first Tuesdays I've produced is called Wisdom of the Ages. And I have women over the age of 75 sharing their wisdom. And I've, I've produced three of them. There's another one coming up. And oh my gosh, when you see these women in their 80s that have, you know, uh, three businesses and are just firecrackers and finding love at 88, like, <laughs> and they're sharing their heart, they're sharing their wisdom. And um, it Yes, life is a journey and it never ends. And that means that there's new beginnings in every day possible for any of us. You know, in that same vein at my Live, Love, Thrive conference, the most popular uh, segment that I put on was called Forever Young. And it was all women in their 80s and 90s who yeah, were still rocking it. Yes. Like you said, speaking and writing books and running businesses. What an inspiration they are to all of us, huh? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, Catherine. I love that you do this. This is why we're like, we're I know the we're, we're the same person, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. I love it. There's no, there's, you know, I will also come to appreciate there's not a really a truly an original idea. I think sometimes people's egos tends to think this was mine. There's, no, we're all pulling from the same, you know, stuff. It might be called something different. It might, but the great thing is, is that there's room for everyone and that there's need for as much of this good juju on the personal professional front as possible. So and I love what you just said, because there is room for many different people doing uh, many of similar things. And the difference is, is a lot of people get the download, but they don't act on it. Yes. And so it really is, do you take that message that's been downloaded to you and run with it? And that's what I want people to take away from the show. If you have that great invention, if you have that great idea, if you have a solution to a problem, you're being downloaded that and you need to take the steps and act on it because if you've got the download, you're meant to carry the ball, you know? 
And you know, you have nothing to lose, nothing to lose and potentially everything to gain. And, and you know, at the very least, then you get to be more self-expressed in the world, right? And then usually when you do follow those um, whispers and those callings, it, there is going to be a trickle effect. Even with one person is impacted in a positive way, you could have changed the trajectory of someone's life. And then there's the potential for it being much larger, of course. And so, right. um, yeah. And then also I would add, sometimes these visions come through us, but in the, in the case of First Tuesday, for example, I can't take credit for, the, for that in the sense that there was a bigger, I was meant to do something in a bigger platform with First Tuesday that I never imagined and, and actually even strategically planned for. <laughs> so it was almost like I was chosen to do this. I was assigned this experience for myself and others. So sometimes we need to leave room also for what's being revealed to us from whatever else, what other forces that we need to like listen to, li listen for, and then um, check in with ourselves. Does this feel good? Does this feel, and then that might be what helps us take flight. Sometimes it comes through that door, you know? Right, I agree with you 100% that we are conduits to the ideas. Yes. So none of them are our ideas. It's something greater than ourselves that gives you that message, whisper, download. Yeah. And it's a matter of if you take the ball and run with it, but it really is that we're a conduit to those ideas and how lucky we are that we get to carry out that idea. Um, and I agree with you, you know, both of us being um, event planners and both of us having our women's groups and whatnot, um, there is such a joy in connecting people that I think you and I identify with. And there's a magic in it. And I wish I could uh, convey that to more people about, you know, connecting this person to that person, you know, people say, oh, you're a great connector. I know they say that to you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's such a joy in connecting people. There's no downside. It doesn't cost yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. It brings everybody joy. It brings you joy for connecting them. It brings them joy for being connected. They yeah. need each other. They uh, help each other. I mean, if, if I had one word for the day, it would be uh, connecting, like connecting yes. Yes. is such a powerful and joyful act that yes. anybody can do on any given day. Yes, Catherine. Uh, yes, touche. Absolutely. I, I say you talked about um, our, our, our greatest currency is joy. I always say our greatest currency is, is, is connectivity. And for, from that perspective, you and I do share that um, DNA and also passion to do that. And I agree with you. You know, people constitutionally are, are made up differently sometimes, but the truth is there is so much, there's so much blessing and sharing and sharing what you know and sharing the special finds that you come, come across in your life and sharing the special people in your, on your path. And when we come from a place of lack, sometimes there's a resistance to do that. There's a, almost a hoarding of an experience or relationships. When we come from a place of abundance, then the, the heart just expands. You know, um, someone asked me once, and I'm writing a blog about this. They said, how, do, how is it that you have so many people in your life? Catherine, you might be able to relate to this. And out of my mouth flew stadium seating. You know, stadium seating, like, you know, sure, I have my inner inner circle, and then I have first row, center, and off to the right, 10th row, and then sometimes people are up at the balcony, I might say hi once in a while, and sometimes people are not allowed in the building, I wish them well, but, <laughs> right, my boundaries, so 
Um, I'm writing about this as well. And I really to encourage people to understand that you can expand your heart to uh, allow more people in and introduce them to each other and blessings abound for everyone. There's no question about it. I love that analogy, stadium seating, because everybody isn't all on the front row. Some are in the balcony and that's okay. It's all right to have peripheral friends and close friends. You you love them all and you wish them all well. And of course, not everybody can be your close friend. So uh, that should be a book. You should write a book called Stadium Seating. Well, actually, I'm I'm writing about stadium seating within a context of a bigger- I love that. That's right. That No, it's happening, right? It's happening right now for sure. And I also would share with with you and everyone listening is that this idea of community that you're that you're committed to, that I'm committed to. What's really cool about this? I'm like I say to women, we're not in a sorority anymore. You don't have to pick just one. You can be a part of all of it. I just signed up for yours, Catherine. You're a part part of for you're now a member of First Tuesday. Why not allow room for as many possibilities for connection as possible? And what happens is. When you allow community in your life, both personally and professionally, you never know what the fallout will be from that. And there have been, you know, unbelievable stories within the First Tuesday world of people um, who were not in each other's inner circle, but whether it was, you know, the unfortunate heartbreaking passing of one of the her first Tuesday sisters were people that never even knew her came into the fold to help, to serve, to do whatever they could to pray for her. Um, and, you know, Julie Frost, who won the Golden Globe with Madonna, you know, in 2010, you know, I invited her into that little living room in Chicago and her home had been broke, broken into and we raised money to do this concert for her, to get back her, you know, her, her, her guitar and this and that and help produce her first CD. Um, and so this was, wait, really- I have to stop you there because yeah. this is a crazy connectivity story with you and me and Julie Frost. I met Julie Frost at your Epic event mm-hmm. and was so blown away by her music yes. that Deborah and I asked her to, would she perform at our wedding? And she did. We met her at, at the Epic event. So perfect example. Perfect. And she just perfect. like made our wedding. I mean, she was incredible. So of course, there's a perfect, I'm glad you brought her up. Oh yeah. my God. So that's when you talk about, you know, what happens when you bring people together and they're open to it and they share with others, you know, you know, there's just so many stories like that of people's platforms taking off because of a little 20 person first Tuesday gathering and so on. And there's so many examples I could share, but you know, um, and as, as, as I'm sure you can. And so uh, there's no downside. There's only expanded, you know, uh, opportunity for connection. And, um, and I always say check out everything because uh, you never know what's going to resonate with you. Yes. Um, I encourage people to go to firsttuesday.com and check it out. Um, like the USA, firsttuesdayusa.com. FirstTuesdayUSA.com. It'll be on uh, up on the screen. And then also, um, you know, when I first moved here to LA and I didn't know anybody, uh, just like when you came from Chicago, I found one of the best ways was to become part of different groups. So I did a year of yes. And I always tell people, uh, if you really want to change up your life, if you're really feeling like it's stagnant, do a year of yes. Yes to First Tuesday. Yes to 
to this one, yes to that one. Like I said no to nobody. I said yes to every single invitation I got. And it was the best thing I ever did. I never met so many fabulous people. I call it the magical year. I actually met my wife that year. I mean, it was life-changing. Met so many great friends. I, I would say if anybody is in limbo right now, make it a year of yes. I love that. And I second that tenfold. I love that. I love that. And, um, and we know when we hear a yes in our heart, <laughs> we can feel it, you know, it's organic. Yes. As a, um, as a hypnother- as a uh, holistic <laughs> hypnotherapist, uh, I want to know as we're closing, yes. what would be your advice to people who are having a challenging year? Cause it's been a challenging year. Oh, yes. What, do you have something that you would share with them that uh, would inspire them during these really challenging times? Oh, there's so much. But I, I, what comes to mind is there's no greater time for the practice of mindfulness, of being present, because what can happen is we can have all this time in our hands to belabor the past. I would have, could have, should have, or worry about the future and catastrophic thinking about the worst case scenario. I just, we just need to bring ourselves right here, right now. That's all there is. And that's all that matters. So I would say saying super present in the spirit of our conversation today, I would say, open your heart up to as much connectivity as possible. New friends, old friends, there's a lot of ways to connect virtually as well and social distancing hikes and getting into nature, grounding your energy, making sure that you've got sunlight and feel the earth under your feet. Um, And the last thing I would say is to just choose faith over fear, to keep choosing every day, to trust that all be well and that you are loved and guided and protected. And no matter what hardships are coming our way, we will get through it. Um, We all have the capacity and the power to get through it ourselves and together. And so there's a few nuggets of basic truth. These are just reminders. We know this, but we have to remind ourselves of this every single day. For sure. It, it is a, a, a mindful reminder. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, if people are listening and feeling like they need to connect, certainly firsttuesdayusa.com is a great place to start. You know, on Invest in Her, we always like to talk about how women can get funding and mentorship and resources. And yours is a great resource. So remember everybody to invest in her. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Marcy Cole. Make it a great week, everybody. Thank you so much. was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.